So I think your original question was about podcasts. So <laughs> I personally, Kat Spencer, personally, I don't, I haven't found one that I find really enjoyable. Hi guys, welcome back. Before we start today's episode, we'd like to take a minute to thank everybody again for all of the love and support that we've been getting. So um, for those of you who listened to last week's episode, you know that we have a very special guest joining us today. He's a local celeb here in Montreal. A lot of you know him. Many of you listen to him on your drive home from work. So we're so excited to welcome the Beat 92.5's very own Kat Spencer. Hey. hey. I'm clapping for myself. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, how's it going, Kat? Good. Thank you so much for the invite. And this is really my first official podcast, so I'm very excited. We're excited we, to have you. Yes, we're excited. We're honored. And like I'm pinching my skin right now. You can't see my arms, but I'm like, I'm like, is this a dream? Like, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Well, it's interesting too because I am nervous, and that's I don't get nervous very often. And you know, I've been doing this a long time, so I was nervous 20 minutes ago, and now that we're on, I'm nervous. And when we started, I didn't know that I would see you on screen, so. I'm even more nervous because when okay. I'm on the radio, no one watches me. So this is <laughs> this is all new to me. It's like yeah. you've entered a whole new dimension or a related dimension of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's related. That's it. If anything, is your like seeing a microphone like safe territory for you? Oh yeah. 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 I've like I said, I've been doing this a while. I I don't get I still get nervous speaking in public in front of an audience, as I think most people do, but Chatting and chatting about radio. Oh, this may be a three-hour podcast. I'm warning you right now. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. But uh, it's good to have you. And I think, I think there, what I'm seeing is that Alex has a lovely question she would like to ask you. I do. So, just for the people who aren't from Montreal and may not know you, we just wanted you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into radio. Sure, no problem. Uh, I will give you my life story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so I work right now at the Beat 92.5 in Montreal, and I do the drive show. We call it the Sankaset from 5 to 7. Uh, but I moved to Montreal uh, about 24 years ago to take a job at a station called Mix 96. So I've been in, in Quebec for a while, but there was a life way before that. And I'll start at the beginning. When I finished high school in my hometown of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, I wanted to be a radio announcer since I was like 12 years old. And I told my mom that and in elementary school and through high school, that was my goal. And there's a school in my hometown of Saskatoon that we enrolled in while I was about to start grade 12 in Saskatoon. So right out of graduation, I got into this radio school in Saskatoon. I was 17 years old. Okay. Wow. And times were different. This was 1984. It was a long time ago. And uh, because I knew I wanted to do it at such a young age, I did pretty well in the school that the teacher pulled me aside one day and said, I think I can get you a job. There's a station that's, uh, that heard you. We sent them your tape. And uh, if you want, you can take the job. Uh, but we're going to ask your parents first. I was 17. That was on a Wednesday. And on Saturday, I got wow. on a bus and I went with my mom to get me settled to a town called Fort Francis, Ontario. Very, very small town to start my radio career. So Saskatoon to Ontario, 17 years old on a bus. And that's when it all started. Nice. Uh, two years there, I got a job to in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Believe it or not, that was an upgrade. Moose Jaw <laughs> was an upgrade from Fort Francis. Um, and spent two and a half years there. Then I got a job in Edmonton, where I spent about three years. And then what I consider my really big break, I got a job at CFTR in Toronto. And at that time, CFTR was probably one of the top five stations in Canada. And I was really, okay. really lucky. That was like, I had to pinch myself that I got that job. Hey. 
I was there for almost three years. Um, that was mid nineties, early nineties. And, but it was still AM radio and AM radio was starting to die out at mm-hmm. that time. And obviously FM was becoming more music oriented. Mm-hmm. And so they folded, they, they let everybody go and they turned to a new station. So we got let go with the severance pay. And then I got a call from Montreal saying, here, I understand you're looking for work. Would you want to come to Montreal? And that's how it all happened. Nice. And the rest is history. That's here so you exciting. are. Yeah, I'm doing the math here. So 80, 19, 80, 36 years. Wow. Wow. And, and even I, I'm shocked. Oh, so sorry. How long have you been in Montreal for doing uh, the uh, radio? I think it's been like 24, 25 years now. Okay. Uh, so older and, us. That, that's yeah, that's older than us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and some people listening may have heard of Mix ninety six, which is now Virgin Radio. Mm-hmm. So I started at Mix ninety six, and I was there when they switched to Virgin Radio and worked my way up to doing mornings at Virgin Radio, and then uh, switched stations and came here to the beat about uh, eight years ago, I think. Very cool. Something. Yeah, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. As yeah. I now I get a little older and start looking back, I'm like, I can't believe this. It's been 36 years and very rarely has there been a day where like, I don't want to come into work. That's, That's good. Awesome. So you still have that excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's because it's such a great job. And it there's like you said, in where I am, there's not a lot of pressure right now. You get to play music. Um, you know, you get to give away money and prizes. People that call and text are always so nice, like you guys. And, you know, Aww. it's just, you, it, it is a really, really, we say it's a very sexy job. You know? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's kind of like that the entertainment sense. industry. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm, I'm I'm in the car with my girlfriend and we're listening, it, it, just I mean, in radio in general, not necessarily the beat, but I, we hear the hosts and we hear how they're having a good time. They're doing what they're doing. We hope that they're having a good time, but there's like a calming effect that they just generate, you know, I mean, whether it's the voice or, I mean, what they're having to say, but it's just the, I think it's just a calm manner for myself, at least, you know, mm-hmm. just hearing what you guys do. And I don't know, it can make any day um, pretty good to me. I hear you guys. Yeah, thank you. It's a huge compliment, too, when somebody uh, can relate to you or you stops you on the street or something or ask mm-hmm. you about, you know, let's say you're a kid. And I'm like, how do you know my kids? And <laughs> they, they've connected to you so well over the years mm-hmm. that they feel that they know you so well. And that's like, that's our ultimate goal because it's a huge compliment. And you want them to tune into you every day and become a part of your life. Mm -hmm. And I realize not everybody listens to us. Everybody has their favorites. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people that don't listen to me in the afternoon, but love the morning show and vice versa going, I never get to listen in the morning, but I listen to you guys. So, uh, but it's just, it, it's such a good, fun job to be a part of. Yeah. Now you touched on something before a little bit about it, but uh, what are some of your pros and cons you think of being a radio host? Cause growing up personally, listening to radio was always something I thought was like such a cool job, you know, getting to play music and what did you yeah. say? That's about? actually why I got into it, to be honest with you, because I used to stay up and listen to the radio every night and I loved music and I loved just basic top 40 music. And I would hear the DJs and I'm like, that seems like such a cool job. And it is like, really, we're playing music and that's why I got into it. I didn't get into it necessarily to talk a lot mm-hmm. or to express my opinions or, you know, I just loved it because it seemed like such a cool job. The The only negative I can honestly say is, Starting out, I knew I would have to move away from from my hometown of Saskatoon. That's changed a bit now in radio, and I I could explain that later. But back in those days, you couldn't walk into a station in Vancouver or Montreal or Toronto and go, Hi, I'm 17. Can I get a job? Mm -hmm. And and I always compared it to like playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Nobody starts with the Habs. You start Mm -hmm. in the juniors, make your mistakes, then you get drafted, then you get to the AHL, and then one day get to the big city. Yeah. And that was the only thing is we had discussed it. My mom and I is saying, listen, I'm going to have to move away. I didn't think it would be that quick at 17, and I was hoping for something closer. Um, But moving away was tough. I always thought I would move back to Saskatchewan, but once I got out there and sort of saw the world and saw this country, I was like, Saskatoon became really small to me and I didn't want to go back, (laughs) you know, and that's honestly, that's the only negative thing I can think about this career is sometimes starting out, you have to move. That Mm -hmm. has changed a bit though, because we do have 
a lot of announcers that work here at the beat and at other stations that ended up going to uh, taking a class in Concordia, becoming interns and work their way onto the air. So it is easier now than it was back then. Oh, that's interesting. No, that's, uh, that's sorry. Yeah. So that's the negative. That's as the far negative. As okay. the positive. There's, I don't know. I could, the list could go on and on. Like I say, you get to play music. Let's be honest. I've met some very, very cool people over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to, you know, you get to interview a lot of artists. You get to, you get free jackets from work. <laughs> you get, uh, I was going to say free concert tickets, which is not true, but you do get access to concert tickets. Uh, back, now, back in the day, in the 80s, there was a lot of free stuff being given away. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if there's a concert, I do get access to two tickets that I have to buy. Oh, so okay. The, okay. the days of free tickets are, are pretty well gone. But mm-hmm. one of the advantages is I don't have to stand in line. If a big concert is coming to town, I do have uh, a way to buy two tickets uh, for the show without standing in line. That's yeah. fantastic. I have to hit you up. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I'm going to give you a little tip, though. They're always, Avenco gives you the option to buy the two tickets, but they're always the high-priced tickets. Mm-hmm. And that can hurt. Like I've turned down shows because I said, I don't want to pay Lady Gaga. I think it was like, it was going to be almost $600 for a pair. Wow. And I was like, no, I'll take my chances. I'll sit up high and, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it is still, it is still a nice perk. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, who, I I believe when, when you came to our class and we had asked you the question, but I'll ask you again. If you can, if you can, I'm, I'm sure it's tough given your years of experience uh, with interviewing uh, big celebrities and uh, and all. Who has been, do you have rather a favorite or a particular interview that you've always been so fond of? Like one that just stands out to you? Um, there are a couple that always stand out to me. Um, there's a, a couple missed opportunities too that actually stand out even more. Um <laughs> And again, I know you guys are in your 20s, but there was a there was a band called In Excess and they were really, really big in the 80s. And then they kind of died off a bit and then they were coming back and they came to Mix 96 for an interview. And I was like, ah, these guys are going to be like huge ego rock stars. Why are they even coming here? They don't need this, you know, and I was dreading the interview and they came in and they were the nicest nice guys because i think they realized they had lost a bit of their popularity and they wanted Mm -hmm. to become popular again Mm -hmm. and that was something that stuck out in me and like not always to like assume what somebody's going to be like before an interview um that was great and also unfortunately six months later that lead singer passed away so it was always yeah yeah, it was always a, a memory that i had uh, Michael Bublé sticks out too because he loves to talk. So he's the world's easiest interview. That's awesome. Like, I love him. <laughs> I I really I think I asked three questions to Michael Bublé, and the interview was over because <laughs> he just talks and talks and talks. Oh, that's and that's good. the yeah. perfect perfect interview. So mm-hmm. uh, Michael Bublé always stuck in my mind. Nice. Uh, if you want to hear a couple that I missed out on, because these are the really good stories. Yeah, I'll go for it, man. So a lot of celebrities or artists at the time in the 90s, this was before, you know, the internet was just starting. So they would come to radio stations, but they had just released their first single. So they're looking to do promotion and stuff, but you don't really know who they are yet. Or you've heard their first song. Mm-hmm. For example, this young artist came in, the record company set it up, and we were going to do this off-air interview that we record Nobody wanted to do it. And we're like, what's her name? What is Sam? And she goes, well, she's got this song and her name is Lady Gaga. And I'm like, I never heard of her. I don't want to do the interview. <laughs> and so we gave it to one of the other announcers. And this was common too back then. Like you would do a favor for the record company. Mm-hmm. Uh, this artist was usually getting in, doing interviews for the first time and learning how it works. And you would do them a favor and maybe play a clip or two on the air, but you wouldn't play the whole interview. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out it was Lady Gaga. And mm-hmm. she she wrote, my friend Mark did the interview and she wrote a handwritten letter oh. the next day wow. that he's got framed in his office. Thank I you bet. For, <laughs> yeah. Dear Mark, thank you for helping me in my career. Love Lady Gaga. Wow. And I was like, ah, oh, that could have been me. And, <laughs> and I have the same story with uh, Katy Perry. 
She had come out. Uh, I I kissed a girl was her first single. It just just came out, yeah, so we didn't know one. she was going to be that big. Right. Uh, Rihanna, as oh well. Oh my god. I remember Googling Rihanna. Oh no. Saying I and we spelt it wrong. We're like, I don't even know who this girl doesn't even like she doesn't even show up on Google yet. <laughs> and she had that pond replay, missed out on that interview. Somebody else did it. And the best missed out interview was all five Spice Girls <gasps> came oh. to Montreal just to do press. Okay. They were just here for a day to do interviews. And my interview window was like eleven AM to eleven fifteen on a Saturday. Had to be at this hotel. I was going to have all five of them. Oh my God. Friday night, I used to do a broadcast live from Club Extreme mm-hmm. on uh, Mix 96. And that show ended at 3 a.m. So I got to bed around 4 a.m. and didn't set my alarm properly. And at two minutes to 11, got a phone call going, where are you? You're next on the interview list. I was like, oh, I slept in. Oh, no. Oh, no. I slept in for all five Spice Girls. Oh, God. (laughs) So I always regretted that one, too. Oh, wow. That's a big one. That's a big miss. Yeah. How'd you feel, though? Like, I mean, was the sleep worth it? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I actually got in a little bit of trouble because they were really big at the time and their managers were really controlling. Like you said, you had to be there from 11 to 11, 15. And if you miss your window and blah, blah, blah. And so um, my boss was like, called me and said, well, what happened? I said, nothing. My alarm just didn't go off. And they're like, well, they're giving you another opportunity if you can go there and be there for 12. And I'm like, oh, it's too late. By the time I shower and get there. And it was just one of those missed opportunities, mm-hmm. you know. And it was more for, let's be honest, it was more to meet them and get a picture with them. For sure. When we, to do the interview, we probably would have ran about two minutes of the interview on air. We wouldn't have ran the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it was just one of those opportunities to meet a really big celebrities. And I screwed it up. <laughs> well, hey, like, I mean... Let's just say, I mean, you never know what happens, but do you, if you were to, let's ask them, you know, a number one question in the interview that you were going to do, what was that question? What would be that question? Oh, one of my favorite questions that uh, you can't go wrong with, you have to word it properly, is you start off, well, you don't start the interview like this, but it also depends how much time you have, because sometimes you only have 10 minutes. Sometimes they're like, take as long as you want. Um, but I always like to say, Hey, you know, let's say, let's say, Alan, you're a famous rock star. Let's pretend (laughs) (laughs) I would go something like Alan. I I really want you to like, take a minute and just brag, brag about yourself. You seem like a very humble person, but you know, you've had three number one hits. You got your new album coming out. Like, like brag to us a bit. You've got to be proud about this. And it tends to, they'll open up a bit if you give them permission to be a little cocky. And it's a, it's always worked for me. That's one question that's always worked for me that it gets them to open up just a little bit more. Um, Because sometimes, you know, they've done 20 interviews already that day. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's, oh, that brings me back. It reminds me of another story. Uh, uh, James Blunt. Do you remember him? He yeah, had a song. I love him. Yes. So That's I'm beautiful. interviewing him in a hotel and he's tired and you can tell that he's giving short answers and it's just not the greatest interview in the world. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he's got this piece of paper. It was over and he's like, you know, he shakes my hand. He goes, thanks a lot. He goes, I am a little tired. And he goes, I still got more. And he looked. I saw his sheet for the day, what he had to do for that day. Mm-hmm. Now, he flew in that morning to Montreal just to do press. And I, I swear he had 15 different things he had to do, mm-hmm. uh, including radio interviews and television interviews where the lights are on you and you've got. And then that night he was going on, um, on, a, French, on a French show uh, to perform. So oh. he had just a crazy day. And you don't really appreciate that. You think, oh, he's doing a 15 interview. 15 minute interview. Why can't he pick it up a bit? Yeah. Well, I th- and now that's one day in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Then James Bond's flying to Toronto to do the same thing all over again tomorrow. And then maybe Vancouver and Calgary. It's, and that's just Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So you hear when these artists get exhausted or get hooked on trucks or whatever, <laughs> like it's a crazy, when you're big, it's a yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy life. And I always remembered that sheet, what he had to do in that one day. And it was exhausting. Yeah. That's nice, though, because, I mean, it's I mean, 
you're being in like in a sense you're being supportive empathetic towards like my gosh this man has so much going on right now Mm -hmm. so i mean if anything that would help that that help to influence your questions potentially knowing like okay i i know what i want to be asking him let's let's get to the to the good stuff to the the gold there sometimes you have to you have to make a big adjustment and Mm -hmm. and feel the room you've heard that term like feel out like what's going on here is this going to be a quick five minute thing are they bored or how can i make this more interesting and a lot of times you'll get a heads up from the record company so the, the the montreal record rep will have spent the day with uh let's say ed sheeran and you're now his eighth interview of the day. And the rep will look, will pull you aside and go, it's all good. He's good. He's in a great mood. You're going to be fine. Ask him whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then other days you get, listen, he's a some, so-and-so's, he's a little cranky. And this is his last interview of the day. I don't ask him about his last relationship or something. Because the last, the last interviewer asked him that and now he's in a bad mood. So, you know what I mean? You do get a heads up sometimes when you're doing these interviews as to what it's going to go down like or what kind of mood they're in. Mm-hmm. And you've got part of me is like, hey, you're rich, like, and you're just living the life. Can't you be nice? <laughs> what? <laughs> should be put when on a th- t-shirt. Yeah. They still got to work and they yeah. still got to promote themselves. And it's it can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to wrap up this podcast eventually. Now, imagine taking a drink of water and then you guys have to do it all over again with a new guest and another guest and another guest. Like that's yeah. what they have to go through a lot of time when they're doing press and interviews. That's a good way but yeah. then again, they're rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we put on t-shirts just like, cheer up. You're rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smile. No, mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you touched on before um, regarding like changes in radio and the, the world of radio. And what I'd like to ask you is, in your time, particularly here too in Montreal, um, how have you or been a part of the changes or the adaptations of radio, especially now uh, where we live in a world where we have automatic streaming of uh, different, uh, you have like Sirius uh, XM, and that you could just tune in like commercial free, um, even if it's podcasts too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what do you think of that? So much has changed, not only obviously the last 15 years, but just in the last three years, I find a lot has changed and we've all had to adapt. Uh, somebody paid me a really nice compliment the other day who I hadn't seen in a number of years who I used to work with in Toronto. And they said, you've really been able to hang on to this career. And I said, it's because I've been able to to sort of change and, and adapt to what's going on. There are some other announcers who are like, this is who I am and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And this is only what I do. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean... Uh, we, for example, five years ago, it was all more about the music mm-hmm. and less about the announcers. So we were, when I did a morning show at one point, we had a boss who's no longer here, but he gave us 90 seconds to talk in the morning. That's a minute and a half before we had to go back to music. Yeah. Now, five years later, uh, our morning show has been doing breaks, talking five minutes, sometimes six minutes, mm-hmm. which in my early career was unheard of. Okay. But to just quickly to explain that, back in the day, it was all about the music on radio. You were the first to play the new single from Katy Perry. You were the first. You were the leader. People tuned into you. Mm-hmm. But now, as we all know, and it's it's no secret, uh, Spotify and the internet and podcasts are changing the world. Mm-hmm. And people aren't coming to the Beat 92.5 as much for new music and the hottest music, but for music but also for more information and more content, we call it. So yeah. the content of what a radio announcer has to talk about has really, really changed over the past few years. Um, like I said, we used to talk for 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds, and then back mm-hmm. to music. Mm-hmm. Now they want us to, to have something substantial to talk about and give your opinions, ask yeah. the listener their opinion, come back with a phone call. It's really, really changed. I've been able to adapt, mm-hmm. um, but I still find it. I'm still learning, actually. After all these years, still learning to adapt and change. Nice. And so it's like it's like a, that scale has been like tipping. You know, I mean, once upon a time, you start off. I mean, it's like music dominant, and then you know the, the viewership starts to change, and then you guys start to bring in more of the, that content that you were just referring to. And that being said, like, what did you think at first? 
I mean, I mean, were, were you completely on board? Was this something you were hesitant about doing or were you completely open to the, to the opportunity? Well, it was a gradual adjustment. Okay. Like it wasn't suddenly we were going from 90 seconds to five minutes of right. talking. Mm-hmm. It was slowly it opened up and slowly opened up. And as there's more and more research done on how people are listening to the radio these days and what they want to hear, you had to make that adjustment. And like I said, I worked when I started in radio the first 20 years. It was all about the music. Mm-hmm. All we talked about was the music and yeah. entertainment. And now you can get that everywhere. The last place you're going to go might even be your your favorite radio station, right? Because you've, yeah. re- you've already read everything on Facebook or on uh, maybe even Snapchat or TikTok. Or, all those are ahead of us now. So what are we going to offer besides just some some good music? And that comes down to content. Mm-hmm. And we have, like when I come in every day for a five o'clock show, I'm here at three to meet with my boss. Well, now it's online, but I've been at home just trying to find content that is going to fit our audience, our target audience. Nice. Right. So I love sports, but we don't really talk a lot about sports because our target audience not that big of a deal into sports. So we tend to talk, at least on the Sanka set, we're focused a lot on relationships mm-hmm. um, and parenting. Okay. Because yeah. we think that our target audience like is about a you know a 34-year-old woman who has a child or two. Mm-hmm. That's like that's our our and again, we go 10 years on either side. So so we can go to 24 and we can go to 44 if you were going to draw your perfect uh, target. So that's the stuff that we have to focus on is coming up with content. Right. 10 years ago, I didn't have to have these content meetings. I would just go on and we're going to plug this contest. I'm going to play this song. I'm going to the top five at five. We're going to be, you know, music, music, music. And that's the yeah. biggest, biggest change. And I've been able to adapt, luckily, Um but I've always sort of had the attitude that, okay, this is the boss. He knows what he's doing. They know where they want to take this station. So let's all just follow that path and see how it goes. Nice. I like well, that. Okay. keeping everything that you just said in mind, from your perspective, what do you think the future of radio would look like considering the changes that you've seen in the last like 15, 20 years? I think we're going to talk even more. I really do. I I wouldn't. I don't want to say it's going to be talk radio, mm-hmm. but I think the content, what we're going to do, is going to. I think you might get guys that and girls. When I meant guys, I meant all announcers. More that are more opinionated, and are willing to to cross the line a bit. I don't. Mm-hmm. Man, that's not the right term. See, when I got into it, it was like when I was a morning man, when I first started, the morning guy didn't give his opinion. You were like the quarterback and you'd set up the question, but then you'd say, what do you think, Alex? What do you think, Luca? And the other guys and girls would give their opinion. And the quarterback was the morning guy was more or less neutral. Okay. Right. Like he was set it up. It was like a discussion almost. Yeah. Like- mm-hmm. Because the morning guy, you don't want to give your opinion because let's say you hate dogs. You're not a dog owner. Well, now you've lost half your audience <laughs> to love dogs, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but that's really changed now. It's really like some announcers uh, become much more opinionated and it's this is who we are. I am who I am, love it or not. And hopefully you connect with the audience that way. And that's another one of those big adjustments I've had to make is giving my opinion and opening my life to the world, yeah. which we used to never, ever do. And that's why I think talking and, and the, the announcers are be go- going to become more of a focus, whereas the music used to be more of a focus. Wow. And how do you, how do you feel now after having to do it for a bit about sharing your opinion on mm-hmm. a live radio? Um, Regarding I, whatever geez, content. You, yeah. You really have to have a thick skin. Okay. Mm-hmm. You really have to have a thick skin because now we have the text lines. Uh, back in the day, you only had the phone lines. Right. So normally is each station has about four or five phone lines. So they would ring and you'd get to them. And But now with texting, everybody has an opinion on what you just said. And uh, when you get the bad ones, it's all instant. So as soon as you turn your mic off, you could get a text going, I don't agree. Mm. I don't agree. Why, why would you say that? 
that's not true. And now you're like, you know what I mean? You're being critiqued instantly. And when I started, especially morning radio and opening up my life and my opinions more, it was really hard to look at that screen and go, I guess that guy doesn't like me or this girl doesn't like me. Mm -hmm. But you had to look at the big picture and that may be 10 negative texts you got as to about the thousands of people that agreed with you and liked what you said, but didn't bother texting you going, Hey, you're great. You know, you <laughs> always get the negatives and it's, it's hard sometimes, but it took me about a year to just realize, okay, maybe I don't care. Isn't the best word, but you just, you can't care about negative reaction. You got to think about the positives. That's good. You know, that's a good outlook. Um, and I, uh, I, I kind of have a scenario you know, when, like my co-host too, she'll get down somebody, she'll say something and people will text and go, I don't agree. What, you know, I go, don't get down. You have to think of yourself as being at the bell center right now. Mm -hmm. And you and I are in the middle center ice of the bell center talking to a full bell center. You're not going to appeal to every single person there. No, no. And some people are going to go, ah, you guys suck. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> you have to look at the big picture of the 19,000, hopefully that still like you and are laughing with what you say. And that's something you have, it's learned. You, you have to learn. Mm -hmm. I like that. that. That's a good outlook. How, uh, how do your co-hosts, I mean, do, do they share a, a similar perspective? Are there others that have more of a struggle with that, uh, with that instant communication with the public? I think speaking on behalf of all the announcers, you never really get over it. Even one bad text. And a lot of times it's, they, they misunderstood what you said, or that's not what you were trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people instantly will get on the keyboard and go, that's not what I meant, blah, blah, blah. But I, I tend to take the high road because, first of all, they can take a screenshot of what you write and post it. You have to be so careful. So if you let loose on them thinking no one else is going to find them, but they, and it's been done. I saw it done at another radio station. The, the listener took a screenshot and posted it. So mm. now everybody saw what the announcer oh, wrote no. to them, oh, wow. which they thought was private. Okay. Just my whole philosophy, and I've tried to to spread it amongst the younger announcers, is just take the high road. It's not worth it. It's one, two listeners. I look at the thousands that are listening that didn't complain. Yeah. You know, it's that. just not worth it. But it is hard to take. Mm -hmm. It's it's just hard to be critiqued. Yeah, and it's it's in our DNA that you want to write back and you want to jump back down their throat. Um, so it does take patience and it takes a thick skin. Okay. And at the end of the day, it's just radio, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a little local radio show in Montreal. It's not like we're broadcasting on CNN or anything. So, Well, you're still pretty big to us. I mean, yeah. you, you've <laughs> been talking for, I mean, our whole lives here in this wonderful city. Yeah. I mean, there have been different periods where, like, I, mean, I heard you as well as the others on Mix 96, whether mm -hmm. we'll be having breakfast in the morning right before school, you know, all coming back from home and you're doing your thing. And at least for myself personally, Kat, you're doing a great job, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're doing a great yeah, job. I agree. Thank you. I mentioned I used to do that club gig at Club Extreme. I know you guys were probably too young to be in the club. And if you were there, you shouldn't <laughs> have been. But I see people that like were the constant club goers every week that were regulars. Mm -hmm. I see them once in a while on the street, like with a family and kids and all grown up. And it's such a cool thing to see. It's like, oh, my God, I used to remember you when you were like 18 years old sneaking into the club. <laughs> That's so funny. And now you're trying to keep your kids out of the club. But it is so <laughs> it's fun because people have listened to me. Like you said, That's very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, how some some people have actually grown up with me, but I've seen you grow up, too. And it's it's a really interesting perspective. That's so cool. But thanks for that. Yeah, I like that. I actually had like a, actually a little story I want to, to say that actually involves you because you know, you're, we're sort of saying like how you're actually like a big thing to us. And um, I was looking through some old photos I had uh, on one of my old phones and I had a screenshot of you following me like four and a half years ago on Instagram. And I remember taking that screenshot because I was so excited. Oh no, I want to see that. <laughs> I'll, send it, I'll send it to Alex to send you. <laughs> but it was like, this, like, I was so excited. So I took a screenshot of it. And uh, now we're like, it's just so surreal because here we are like, like four and a half years later and like you're on this podcast with us, which you partially like, you know, inspired also. So it's just, it's just so, so crazy. It's um, funny because I, mean, I, I want to someday, I don't know if it's possible, like someday when I'm sort of see the end of my career happening, I want to, I want to let everyone in Montreal somehow send me stuff like that. 
And the reason mm-hmm. I'm and sorry to cut you off, Luca, but That's somebody last week, uh, a young girl, she was 14 or 15, did a contest for Backstreet Boys tickets where she had to pogo, you know, a pogo stick yeah. down yeah. St. Catherine's, down St. Catherine Street no to win way. front row tickets. And I was there with a mic we were broadcasting live on St. Catherine Street and she sent me the picture and now I think she's like um, 30 I think she's 35 oh my, oh god. my god I would think or something in her 30s and she had this picture and I remember that day so clearly in my mind she's still a 14 year old girl and I said I need to get more of this stuff and collect more memories from mm-hmm. from those days but thank you Luca I I didn't even know I follow you on Instagram to be honest <laughs> <laughs> that's a it's good idea good. I, I remember this stuff. I remember this. that's so funny <laughs> yeah, right. it was just like a, it was just one of those moments i was like wow that's just what a crazy thing well thank oh, you yeah. that means a lot to me <laughs> um just keeping up with like a little bit of the times you know with COVID 19 i was just curious how did your job change uh, and have you had to adapt to anything due to it Okay, well, that's a really good question. First of all, our studio is the cleanest it's ever been. And <laughs> all right. And actually the announcers are probably the cleanest they've ever been to. <laughs> like, so we we have a process here where, you know, like any company, we have to spray everything down. We're all talking to the same microphone. Uh, mm-hmm. so we all have uh, our own uh, mic guards now. Yeah. Uh, oh, our cool. our own nice. personalized guards that we put on for the show and take off. Uh, we have responsibility to spray down the studio completely before the next announcer comes in mm-hmm. um, because we're talking and we're spraying and right. we're spitting. We also do have a rule as far as the announcers go about uh, only two people in max in the studio. And so the morning show has, uh, they have like Nikki and Sam are in one room and Mark mm-hmm. Bergman's in another room through glass. And okay. Claudia and I on the drive show, Claudia and I are in two different studios, actually, but oh, no we're kidding. separated by uh, a big piece of, of glass. So it's like we're in the same room, but mm-hmm. there's a complete window in front of us. We don't actually physically aren't. We're about 10 feet apart through glass. Um, that's as far as the announcers go. Well, actually, and then the big change was our content. You know, I mentioned content earlier. Mm-hmm. You want to go back to like when it was at its worst, I would say May you had a lot of advertisers pull out their their advertising because everything was shut down. Mm -hmm. So, which by the way, they're allowed to do, they put their spots on hold. So we had nobody driving home. Mm -hmm. Like the roads were completely dead. So in our minds, we felt we didn't even have an audience because that was our main audience, people in their car going home at five Mm -hmm. o'clock. So there was this adjustment of, is anybody really listening? Um, but we have numbers and research that shows they were still listening, but more at home. Right. But we had to change our content as far as uh, it's so obvious life changed for everybody. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't, we had to be a little more serious and then we had to find angles of, okay, what are people going through right now? So we, we tried to lighten it up going, we wouldn't talk specifically about COVID and the numbers and, uh, the number of deaths were as opposed to um, how are your kids doing? Like how, what tricks do you have to keep your kids busy? Mm-hmm. Or That's you had good. to put, you had to put your mind in, in go into the head of your target audience and go into what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. You also had to be very, very careful when talking about certain things because Claudia and I and the announcers, we still had jobs. Right. And a lot of people had lost their jobs at that point or were laid off. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't go, you know, you you have to be careful what you say, like, oh, well, now we have this free time. We went and bought a new TV, you know, uh, because, for example, because mm-hmm. everyone we were watching more movies at home. You couldn't, you have to be careful with that because so many people were, had no paychecks coming in. Yeah. And that was a really big adjustment too. We really had to be careful what we spoke about, how we spoke about it, not to come off too cocky because we had to remember a lot of people were, were out of work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then of course here in the building, when you come into work, there's a vibe, it's radio, it's fun. There's music playing. Well, nobody was here. Everybody was sent home. Yeah. So you'd come into an empty building and there was a bit of an adjustment that way, as far as you had to sort of, okay, you know, pick it up. There's still an audience. Don't sulk because you think everybody's not listening, but it was April, May, and June was 
it was like nothing I've ever experienced in my radio career. It was really, really different. I bet. Wow. And like, do you remember just, I mean, your, uh, like that gut feeling that you got, I mean, as you just described it, you're walking into the building, it's, uh, it's completely empty. Like what's going, what's going on through your mind? I mean, obviously we get the outcome and like, you're, you're committed to the cause, you're ready to like boost mm-hmm. up morale, but like the initial feeling, like what was going on within yourself? Yeah, within myself, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. When you park, like on a normal day, I can't sometimes find parking. And now with COVID, there was nobody on the street. Mm-hmm. There was not one car parked on the street. It was scary. It was like, yeah. and not everybody that came downtown realized it. Like my wife works downtown, but she had stopped coming downtown. So she didn't even realize how bad it was. And I was sending her pictures. I'm like, this is three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And there's nothing. And again, this was like April March, April, mm-hmm. there was nothing. And so you really had to like psych yourself up to know, okay, there's always an audience. There's always somebody listening. So you're doing, you know, you're really only supposed to be doing the show for one person at a time anyway. So just think of that one person that's listening and, uh, and do your show. And then once the mics go on, you kind of forget about that and nice. you have fun and, and sort of follow that, that path you had chosen to talk about that certain content. So I think once we were on the air, it was normal, but it was, you're right. Coming into the station those days was, was different. Yeah. Different. But I didn't pay for parking for four months. You know? <laughs> How about they, that? How about that? They weren't checking the meters. <laughs> you're you're definitely good. right about that. I mean, uh, as I mentioned to you before, um, I, I lived downtown and it was, things got very quiet, very quickly. And just just seeing that change, you know, seeing I, mean, I, I lived just in the heart of the action. Kind of Crescent Street is just a few blocks down. St. Catherine is here. A lot of restaurants, bars, all just. I mean, it became very desolate. Anyway, mm-hmm. I thought I was living in a nightmare, you know. And nope, no, that, that that's just reality right now. Yeah. yeah. And another big change too was a lot of our our jobs now and our promotions involved going out. Like this time last year, we were filming videos at Larone, like on the roller coasters, because we had a promotion with them. We were always out, out in the public doing stuff. And that completely cut us, you know, we were cut off from the public, obviously, and from going out and doing promotions. And it still hasn't recovered. Like we're still not doing any of that stuff. And and that's been an adjustment, too, because part of the game in radio is getting out to the community and showing your face and you know promoting your station and stuff like that emceeing events we used to emcee so many events or be yeah. asked to emcee a fashion show and all that has come to an end and it's it's been a big adjustment um but at the end of the day i always say i still have my job and my wife still has her job and i will not complain you won't hear yeah. me complain about anything so like that's really good that you both still have employment throughout the the whole covid stuff very very lucky yeah, yeah for sure it's about finding the beauty and the in the bad pretty much yeah. yeah and i do know people that lost their jobs and and are now on one salary or another guy and one of my friends travels a lot for work and he can't travel anymore and it's affected his life and i i just realized we're so lucky and the other thing was my kids are 14 and 17 mm-hmm. i don't have a two-year-old or a three-year-old that i have to entertain 24 yeah. 7 and so again i can't complain at all because this has not affected me like it has a lot of other people Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, we hear that. Well, we're, we're glad things are good for you, and we're super glad too that you're still getting out there. You're still doing the radio, and you're just uh, you're trying to boost this up. You know, and I, I would say for for many listeners out there, um, it's it, it's worked. It's made a, it's made a difference in uh, in one's day. It's made a difference in my day. You know, at times. Oh. Yeah. well, thank you. That's very nice of you. I appreciate it, and I know that I know that things have changed in ten years from your all your options for entertainment and and music and stuff. And we know that, and our company knows it. Um, but there are still a lot of loyal listeners we have out there, and people that even if you tune in for you know twenty minutes a day, we hope we like you like what you you hear. Mm-hmm. Our whole thing is we've got this feel good attitude. We want people when they turn on to ninety two five. It's positive. It's going to get you hopefully in a, a better mood or keep you in the good mood that you are, not put you in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Talking about a little bit like having different formats and how radio sort of become more opinionated, opinionated, and um, it's more about the content. Uh, what are your thoughts about podcasting? And would you also ever consider trying it out yourself? Well, it's interesting because my brain is wired to talk 
to get it out, get to the point, shut up and play a song. Okay, that's what I did for the first 25 years of my radio career. So now they're giving us more time to talk. And I have a hard time still. And it's I tell my friends, it's I think it's my brain is that way. Like when I hear certain podcasts, people say, oh, you got to listen to this podcast. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So I listen and my brain is going, get to the point, get to the point. What's uh, taking so long? Look at that. Okay. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. And yeah. that's just the way I'm wired. So. That's why I have friends that love Howard Stern and Howard Stern. He's a genius. But when I listen to him, my brain goes, he's taking way too long (laughs) to to tell his story (laughs) was. And and I can't, I can't focus. And it's just because of my radio training was always for years and years and years. We were taught, uh, you know, there was a station I worked at in Toronto, though. I think that I was working evenings. The longest I was allowed to talk was about 20 seconds. Oh, Oh, wow. <laughs> so you you trained yourself to say a lot in 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear someone talking for five minutes, it's, I'm going to be honest, drives me crazy. Mm. But it's only because I was brought up a different way. Yeah. You guys are used to hearing that podcast are more content and longer talking. So it's never going to bother you as much. Yeah. And even my boss, my boss is 34. Um, and if you've haven't done the math yet and figured out I started radio at 17, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you that I'm in my fifties now. Okay. <laughs> so my boss is 34. And when he listens to stuff, he listens to it differently than I do. And uh, yeah. So I think your original question was about podcasts. So <laughs> I personally, Kat Spencer, personally, I don't, I haven't found one that I find really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, and I haven't listened to ours yet. I know this one's going to be killed. <laughs> like, I'm going to listen to this one every day. Over and over. Um, but Joe Rogan, for example, mm-hmm. I love I love the clips I see on Facebook. Uh-huh. But when I go to listen to the entire podcast, I find it oh, mm-hmm. a bit of they're a struggle. Longer, they're, like, yep. they're a lot longer though, too. Yeah. Or I maybe I have ADD. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're not crazy. I mean, his <laughs> stuff is three to four hours sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Long. I mean, yeah. it takes me days personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I love seeing the clips on Facebook mm-hmm. when it's edited and you get to the meat of it. That's what you end up watching. Right. Which is, mm-hmm. you know, and to bring it back to radio, that's what's happening with us. We do our breaks on the radio, but then we have a social media team who's taking some of our clips and posting the audio the next day on Instagram or whatever. And so people can hear the little clip you know, the edited version of it or one minute version of it, maybe with the video or stuff too. So that's what it's, it's come down to for us too. We're really pushing social media as well. But as far as podcasts, uh, I need to find like a five minute podcast. <laughs> you know what? Hey, that could be your idea right there. You know, Kat Spencer in the five minute podcast. True. You know? Wow. Hey, we might be on to something. We might be on. <laughs> Who knows, man? You know, just five minutes. We could do it. We could do it. You can do it. We could have our own show. Yeah. Like, yay! I, <laughs> I see Alan as the as the quarterback, the guy who maybe doesn't give his opinions too much. Then Alex jumps in as you know with the women's perspective Ooh, of like things, mm-hmm. and, and then Luca's like the crazy danger boy stunt guy. <laughs> That's funny you, you mentioned know? that. That's very funny <laughs> you mentioned that. Yeah, <laughs> he's the guy that would like go in a the pumpkin pie eating contest or something. Oh yes, that is definitely <laughs> Luca. We are on to something and uh, we do it in five minutes. Uh, yes. You know what? I'm on board. You know what? I'm not even like, okay. I'm, like, I mean, Kat, that, that's a good I idea. very serious. That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, put it down in your idea book. I mean, we have our contact okay. information. That's it. Write it down because I mean, I mean, something like that with attention span being shorter among a lot of people these days, that that's true. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to worry. It, it's all in the name. It's got to have a tricky, uh, catchy name. Sorry. So no worries. let me work on the name. Okay. Give me a week oh, or two. No worries, man. Oh my God. This is exciting. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and that brings me to something that uh, I, I want to share with you. So, you know, it's just absolutely crazy. And like you're talking about the big picture, right? So this just came to me the other night and I, I shared with Alex and Luca, but uh, I want to let you know. So, here we are, we're recording with you, and you are our first guest on the Alpha Relations Podcast. And you were also a guest in our interviewing course months ago, all right? Uh, It was March, I believe, guys? It was was like two weeks before shutdown. It was early March. That's correct. That's correct. And so you were there. 
we had you in and we were asking, we were interviewing you while you also mm -hmm. provided us with uh, tips, tricks regarding uh, interviewing. And you also gave us the inspiration, you, know, you as well as our interviewing professor. And from there, you know, mm -hmm. uh, sometime uh, like maybe a month or two months into into the, uh, the lockdown, the shutdown, the, the idea of the podcast came to be. And we used that inspiration. And here we are now recording back again with you based on the nice. information, based on That's the information, right? Based on the mm -hmm. information and the tips yeah. and the, that you gave us. And now we're using it on you. That's a, oh, that, we have a paradox there, that, a little bit. That really touches my heart. Thank you so much. That's really, that's really, really nice of you. We don't get to see or hear much of that. Mm -hmm. You know, we turn the mics off and we're like, okay, next. Right. Mm -hmm. So for you to say that, it honestly really, really does mean a lot. I don't know if you know this, but uh, your professor sent me notes about three weeks later because mm -hmm. I think he he asked you to write down what you thought of, of my interview. That's right. And it wasn't really an interview. It was just me talking a lot like I am now. And, <laughs> but to see what you guys got out of it was like really eye opening to me. Yeah. And I, I kept that email. I printed it. I put it away in my very special files. Cause Aww. it really, and I look at it once in a while and I showed a couple other announcers and like, you have to understand, like we don't get, too much reaction from our listeners like that. Like mm -hmm. they'll, they'll react in a contest or something we said, but what you guys said in the class and here right now in the podcast, yep. mm -hmm. thank you. That, that really means a lot to me. Our thank pleasure, you, man. But You're thank welcome. you because this is, this is living, breathing proof of, you know, inspiration being put in your thought process and then turning into action. And that's what we have right here. And you're here with us, you know, doing <laughs> that. Like, I mean, that's just crazy. It, it is, it is. Yeah, but well, I will help you out any time. And if you guys want to come to the radio station one day, that's no problem too. Take a look around. Be so cool. And uh, when I say you guys, I mean Alan, Alex, and, uh, and Luca. <laughs> like not people listening to the podcast. <laughs> and we'll bring over our families, all our friends that have been listening to for years. You know, yeah. like, okay. like we have a maximum capacity right now. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. I also, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, considering that you came to guest speak in, in our course, you know, um, what was your what was your overall uh, impression afterwards, the aftermath? And would you ever consider doing it again? Oh, absolutely. I going in there, I didn't know what to expect. And I thought I thought the audience, sorry, the audience, the students would be a little younger. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. So when I saw the faces, I could tell everybody seemed to be a little more mature and a little more adult than what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I'm just being honest. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I thought I thought people would be a little younger. I didn't think I thought three quarters of the people would not really be interested. Yeah. Uh, but then I could see by the questions and the reaction that uh, everybody was really, really focused, mm -hmm. which was, you know, which was really cool for me. And, uh, it was, uh, it was like I said, it was really, really interesting. And then the questions after, I don't know if you remember, but as we were saying goodbye, there were a lot of students that came up to me yeah. Yeah. that maybe, that maybe didn't want to say it in front of the crowd or had a question or had a story about me following them on Instagram <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> and, and I realized that, it, that it was a good day for a lot of people Yeah, and it was so nice to still be able to, to touch people that way because like i said i know the popularity of radio is not what it used to be you know back 20 years ago there was time i tell my kids and they don't believe me i said 20 years ago if i came into this restaurant the owner would come up and recognize me and say hi to me and we get free dessert <laughs> you know or something <laughs> like that but i understand it's not the same as it used to be um but uh thank you thanks for all those kind words oh no worries man thank you again and I mean, I, I kind of have this vision where I see you. I mean, of course, once uh, the lockdown and uh, coronavirus is uh, is history, but uh, you see yourself coming back. You, not necessarily talking to our class, um, uh, which is an interviewing course in uh, AHSC, Applied Human Sciences, but maybe the journalism department, the communi communications department. Sure, absolutely. I I love to talk to students. I know there's an interest. Uh, 
for, like I said, even if you don't listen to the radio, people all have that perception of what it was, want to hear the stories about Lady Gaga and what celebrities are like and stuff like that. So I love, love talking to students. Uh, I would have no problem coming back whatsoever. If you know any other professors that want me back, tell them I will come gladly. For sure. And it's all it's all free. It's all free. No, that's fantastic. Honestly, I, I can't wait for the next time. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I mean, Luke and I won't be students. Uh, but I mean, if you're there, you know, I mean, uh, like, hey, that's it. We'll show up. We'll, we'll show up. I'll come back. Same. That's it. You know? I'll say you guys are my guests. Hey. This, this is my posse. <laughs> yes, posse. That's it. I yeah. That. And if you you end up rolling with that, you know, the, that five minute podcast idea. Hey, let us you know. know. <laughs> we're there sounds good yeah no and uh we know for instance you know uh, our our professor the our guy that invited you over i mean sometimes i mean depending you know he's teaching or not just not necessarily him but i mean you have the participants ranging from like 40 to 50 to like over 100 to 250 people mm-hmm. you know like i mean he he invited other guest speakers that semester um not to our class, but uh, they attended um, one of his courses and they were in an amphitheater. So it really gets big too. And which is fantastic yeah. because we can invite more people. You can fill out, fill out the seats uh, as well. Well, they're part of the attendance. They have to be there, you know, get to get those marks, <laughs> but uh, all exciting stuff, all exciting stuff. You know? Good stuff. Well, I will come back and help anytime you want. Do I get to ask you guys questions? Sure. Go for it. Sure, I, so, okay. <laughs> Okay, who am I going to go to? Yeah. Get each, like, I'm going to pretend you guys like are famous rock stars and we'll ask some like generic questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, um, well, we'll start with Alex. Alex, this was always a good question. When you were younger, <laughs> whose poster did you have on your bedroom wall? Oh my God. Jesse McCartney. I love him. <laughs> Wow. Good yes. to know. Yes. Good to know. Actually, you know what? Uh, Luke and Alan might as well answer that question too. If you if you did. See, that was a big thing for me when I was a kid. You'd plaster your bedroom wall with yeah. posters. Mm-hmm. Now I think it might be more of a, a, a girl thing. I'm not sure. But Luca, did you have anyone on your... I've had one poster of like a, well, it was a metal band called The Venge Sevenfold. Sure. Yeah. I know them. They're big. You know Alan? what? I, I never grew up having... Uh, big posters of the bands that I love, but in retrospect, if I did, if I did, yeah, I, it has to be Kiss. I gotta throw them up there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just nice. I mean, the parents were all over that. You know, older siblings as well. And yeah, I would like to have like, probably get the demon up there. No, get the whole squad. Probably the whole <laughs> squad. Yeah. Um. What about back to you, Alex? The last, the last or the best, the best, best concert you ever saw. Oh my God. Okay. Hands down, Post Malone at Madison Square Garden. Disclaimer Ooh. to everybody, I'm Post Malone's number one fan. <laughs> at me, I literally am. So I bought VIP tickets to go see him at Madison Square Garden. So I had floors and everything. And it was honestly, it was the best experience I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I have been influenced thanks to my kids. And actually, I love Post Malone too. Yes. I'm like, yes, Kat. I'm pretty sure I'm one of his oldest fans. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, Alan? Oh, that's a tough Best one. concert. That is super tough. You know, um, you know what? I'm going to have to come back to you on that one. There's a lot. There's been a few, <laughs> but like, I think Luca might have one. Luca? Damn, I'm I'm tied I'm tied between two of them. So I had one with uh, Avenged Sevenfold in Montreal with, at the Bell Center with my parents that I went like like back in 2013, and it was like so amazing. And then also a, a artist called NF that came a year ago, a little over a year ago at the MTELUS, and it was an amazing show. Um, those for sure, two of my favorites. Is it MF? Uh, NF. NF. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if you guys ever played that other song. Big song was like um, "Let You Down." That's a, uh, yeah, I think it played on the radio. I know it played on the radio, but I'm not sure if I played on every every uh-huh. radio though. Yeah. Usually, when I hear it, I know it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's possible. <laughs> um, I thought of it. And... I thought of it. It came back to me. Okay, go out. And actually, it, it goes in theme. You know, if I ever had that poster of Kiss, I saw Kiss when they were in town uh, in 2019. That was off the charts. That was honestly off the charts. I mean, 
I mean, th- those guys, I mean, they're, they're well off into their 50s, 60s, 70s even, I think. Yeah, a few of them. Paul one of them yeah, one of them are pushing 70. Yeah. yeah, and it was, I mean, they were doing tricks and moving around and, I mean, hooking themselves up to wires and moving halfway across oh the God. stadium and seeing the people all the way up in the blue seats, which is where I was, the nosebleeders, with um, mm-hmm. my girlfriend. And it's just like every single dollar was absolutely worth it and then some. Yeah. It was outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. I was there. I was there on the floor. Oh, no way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I went with uh, five of my other older buddies and it was a boys night out and it was like, I'll never forget it because we knew it was probably the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it was a little extra special. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and they came back. And last <laughs> yes. I, they ended up coming back and taking more of our money. Yep. That's how it goes. <laughs> That's how it goes. And finally, last question. One drink you'll never drink again. Oh, boy. Like We've all had that night where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have had that. Well, maybe Alex. Alex doesn't look like the type that you'd be a big drinker. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> actually, she has a, a wild one to tell us. Actually. <laughs> um, okay. So tequila is my love-hate relationship because I love it a lot i could pound it back super easily but i also got really 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 drunk off of it one night and i couldn't stand the smell of it for a really long time but now we're back on we're back on (laughs) a lot of hand sanitizer smells like have you noticed that yes it's terrible it brings back so many bad memories (laughs) all right who's next oh boy luca go for it one drink would be probably Jack Daniels. I had a bad experience when I was 20 where I mixed and Jack Daniels was one of the main I drank that night. Yeah. And ever since then, just the smell of it just makes me nauseous. Yeah. (laughs) That's really what what the question is based upon. Like what one drink you had one night that you'll never... Alan, you're up. Yeah. It's more on the light side. It it would have to be a beer. And I never forgot this beer because the, the taste was just... It was just awful. And it brought me to another dimension, and I wish I had never visited it. Um, it would have to be um, – actually, no, there's two, but there's one that was worse than the other. The other uh, Tremblay. Yeah, I just – I can't oh, do it. it. I can't do it. It's a Quebec beer, it, right? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's a cheap beer to start off, but, like, I mean, I can't do it, Kat. I, I, <laughs> I remember being by the water uh, down in Verdun with a couple of my friends from school. And it was a nice night. Moon is out. We open up the six pack, and then you take your first sip. And it, it, it there wasn't like lukewarm. I mean, it, it was kind of cool, but it was it was horrible. Ew. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And I said, you know what? You know, at least now I know. Now I know. But that one always stayed with me. I mean, that that, that, that was several years ago. But you, you never forget the ones that you you'll never go back yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't that be ironic if you're like at some park and you're throwing up because you're so sick, you look over and there's Alex and Luca. Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) That would actually be something, you know. (laughs) You never know. You never know. know? On that note, Kat, I have one more question for you. I'm ready. All right. If there is one piece of advice that you would give us right now on our journey, which, as you know, we are just starting off here in the world of podcasting and interviewing and discussion-based questions, what would it be? Off the top of my head, this is not putting a lot of thought into it, but I live by this rule. And it will it will definitely uh, help you with what you're doing right now. Surround yourself with good people. You just, you can't go wrong by surrounding yourself with people that will help you. And don't be afraid to ask questions to these people. And don't be afraid to admit uh, not only your mistakes, but if there's something you can't do, that's what your friends and coworkers are for. And if you can find the right team in life too, like if you can just find that right team of friends, your life will be so much better. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you now because I'm much older than you guys. (laughs) And, in the past couple years, I've lost a couple friends suddenly. And mm-hmm. I just found out, like literally two days ago, my neighbor, who has become a very good friend over the past five years, is moving to BC. Mm-hmm. And it has hit our family so hard. We're like wow. crushed. And we're mm-hmm. like, why are we why are we so upset? We've only known these people for five years. 
but we had a bond. We connected. We realized how important they were in our life. And now they're going to be gone. And it really, the last couple of years, I've realized friends and the just surround yourself with good people. That's good advice. Yeah. Kat, we need you to come back to our our department because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's about the team. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the collaboration. You know, it's all about the unity. (laughs) Yeah. Well, two of the three of you are good people. So I'll show up. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see your reaction. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Leave down in the comments which one you think is. Good. Listen, I, I only work, everyone's going to say he only works two hours a day anyway. I've got a lot of free time, so <laughs> I, I'll help you guys out in any way I can. Thank you so much. That. that was great. That's good advice. That's key. That's key. You know, and uh, I like to think that's uh, that's what we have going on here. You know, yes. mm-hmm. we have uh, Luca, we have Alex, and uh, it feels uh, and it feels not a thought. It feels like a solid, wonderful team that uh, okay. is motivating ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell just in the past hour that, and you all have your own uh, strengths that might be different from each other. And together, the three of you, I can tell work really well. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Just don't steal my job one day. I don't know. There's only one cat Spencer. For real. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, without further ado, I think, uh, I think uh, Luca there has a question for you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay so at the end of our our podcast we usually have a little saying the way we sign off saying um we are alpha relations driving chains for forward so we were wondering if you would want to do the honors and outro us out oh sure okay so i'm gonna say we are or you are oh uh, today are you're you- a part of us mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so I- i'm just so are you ready? Three, two, one. Let's get it. I'm see now I'm nervous again. <laughs> okay. We are Alpha Relations driving change forward. Yeah. Right yes. Let's go. Let's go. Why is Luca laughing? <laughs> no, Luca always laughs. Always laughs. I love it. Uh, we just want to say thank you so much again, Kat, for coming on our podcast. You know, yes. we greatly appreciate it. And um, thank you to all our listeners uh, for the continued support and for listening. This has been an amazing journey so far, and we are so excited to continue pumping up some uh, content for you guys. Until the next one. Until the next one. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are great. This was fun. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kat. Thank you.